good Saturday evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all of you out there in YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitch, whatever land you in, and those that's listening on the replay podcast land. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG rolling with my homie who already getting ready to light up the Nubian Sumo. What's happening, everybody? What's what the business is? Now you already know we going. Tell us what you're drinking and what you're smoking tonight. Well, tonight I'm indulging in a Herrera Esteli exclusive exclusivamente lounge. And I'm doing a little something different tonight as far as my drink preference. I'm going with the bullet old-fashioned cocktail mix. It can be put on ice, it can be put just chilled, it can be added to some, with some soda or something like that, you know, but it's pretty good on its own. It's like a 75 proof, not to let some little something light. You know, on those hot days when you're gonna be outside grilling a barbecue and you don't feel like drinking nothing heavy. So uh figured I'd go ahead and give this a try tonight. Let us know how that works out for you, please. Because I, no I would doubt, love no to doubt. Know. Uh me myself. I am uh you can't see it. I, I got it in my great uh my great value Walmart cup, but it is a giant brand. Nope, nope, take that back. It is a shopper's brand cream soda. Um, I prefer giant brand, you know, smooth, uh, hits the palate right. Um, for those of you that are old school enough, you know, you used to go to giant and get you get a six pack of them in the blue can, you know. Um, then you can get you a couple pounds of gummy worms or gummy bears or even that uh that 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 caramel and chocolate candy that you know we used to pick up when we were younger. Just know for those that are old enough to know that, but mm. my cream soda is always on deck, so that's what I'm drinking tonight. What I'm smoking, uh, <laughs> I'm smoking hot and jumping out the pot. That's about all I have. Tonight. Brisket, maybe, <laughs> or you know, so. see, now we gotta get the balls BJ on for that because that. <laughs> my, I, let me let me let me let me tell you this, and then we'll jump into this show. This man got a a, a piece of I, you can't see my hands, but let's say two of these right here, and put it on the grill, and he just he seasoned it real well, and just let it cook on the grill. He cooked some burgers, some dogs, and everything. Just let it cook on the grill on the top shelf. When he opened that thing up and opened that dag on uh that aluminum foil up, and he sliced the piece off of it, it melted in your mouth. I said, dog, you got a skill. He told me he tried to perfect it and do it in the oven because he normally do it in the uh on the grill. He, I said, man, you do that in the oven and you baste it every once in a while. Oh my god. Let's not even talk mm, about you ain't gotta, you ain't even gotta you ain't give it out of baste it. I mean, you know, if you do it, if you got it slower, let, let, let it go low and slow, you ain't gotta do they ain't gotta do nothing to it. Just let it just let it happen. Well, but uh I must say, and we are going to get into the show, but uh, this is a damn tasty beverage. <laughs> it is Nubian Sumo yes, it approved. It is Nubian Sumo approved. And not only do they have 
the old fashioned, they have a Manhattan as well. And for a 75 proof, I mean, you can actually, it's, it's got a strong uh, a bourbon taste to it. I mean, you can taste the alcohol. It's like, it's like they did, they went heavy on the alcohol, but they brought it down a little bit with the ingredients to make it the mixed drink. So, so it wouldn't be like, it, it's like they took an 80 proof and they just put enough in it to drop it down at 5%. So yeah, it's, it's 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 nice. It's real nice. I would recommend it. Well, if I was a drinking man, I would uh if I was a drinking man, I'm sorry, this beautiful woman <laughs> do it in front of me. I forgot my whole chain of thought. Mm. If I was a drinking man, whew, I just drank in her beauty. Ugh. Now first topic of the night is the AEW roster in trouble. Now, of course, we're missing uh, the third on the team. Uh, and that's the new, I'm sorry, that's the people's choice Don Rodriguez, who is on special assignment, traveling assignment. I know you got used to saying that for me gone for being gone about a month, so I know you had, that was just force of habit. I get it. Anything, any, 21 days develops a habit, so you know, I get, I get it. You know, I was gone for a month, so I, got, I understand. No problem. You, you were celebrating, and we don't knock the celebration. That's written into the contract, so we got that. <laughs> but the, 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 the People's Choice Don Rodriguez, he asked this question, is the AEW roster in trouble? Now, this is the as of uh when was this tweeted um today at 8 15 this morning this is the aew injury list kenny omega cm punk brian danielson jungle boy scorpio sky adam cole who's working hope working hurt kyle o'reilly uh bobby fish anthony bowens lee johnson darius martin kip saban uh layla hirsch Red Velvet, Sky Blue, The Bunny, Luther, and Buddy Matthews, who can still wrestle, but they are all injured. Uh, is the is the roster going to suffer? And you know, is this going to hurt them long term? Is the question. It does hurt the AEW roster in a bit, in a way. I mean, you got a lot of high mid-card main eventers in that list. But it doesn't hurt AEW as far as the Ring of Honor roster because this this just gives you room to build up on the Ring uh, Ring of Honor roster, especially after the announcement that was made today that there's going to be an announcement coming in the next three days about the AEW and Ring of Honor. So this gives them a chance to kind of build up on that talent. Like, what are you going to do with uh, folks like Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal and, you know, this big guy that they've got, they, they brought in with this, with Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt, you know, this, uh, you know, it's a lot, of, it's a lot of talent out there, that, you know, that, that you could bring in, that you can highlight. And while you have these guys, while these guys are hurt, while these guys are away, so uh, it can it can be hurtful, but it shouldn't be, because they have 
folks that can kind of come in and fill in and do what they need to do to help build up Ring of Honor once it's time to do that. Now, not only when we talk about AEW, but we're talking about WWE as well when it comes to rosters and people getting hurt and main and main folks being being out of the picture. So it's not just AEW we're talking about, but AEW has an out if they choose to take it. Well, I'm gonna ask this question because I'm looking over the AEW uh their their roster. I'm just looking at the 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 men right now and i'm looking at just who they have uh you have brian pillman jr brian cage uh brody king um you still got jericho if you can if you can get jericho back in the ring they got him listed as a commentator um you you got christopher daniels and they got him listed as a coach and vice president of talent relations like I'm, yeah. I might need to get you back in here. Uh Darby Allen, uh Dax Harwood. If you can get Dustin Rhodes back in there. Um even this Uno. is why you have this is why you have AR FTR doing singles matches. You know, this is why you have that going on right now because you're short on your roster. This is uh you you mentioned uh Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels is going is like 27, 28 years in the business. You know, how much for how much more can you get out of the out of Christopher Daniels? Really? I mean, uh, uh you really want to ask that question? How much have you gotten out of Hogan the last 10 years? Yeah, but you got you got Christopher Daniels who's got an eye injury that he's trying to protect. He may, you know, cuz that eye still hasn't healed yet. I mean, it's still bloodshot red. From when he got, uh, from when he had that accident with the Young Bucks during that uh, match that they had, so I mean, I don't know if they want to do something to negatively affect that eye and have him in the ring. Um, I mean, you got, you got, you got, like I said, you got a whole bunch of people that you're dealing with that you that you just named off that could uh, be um, that that beneficial to the roster while these other folks are away, but. This is the problem having them having have, having to fill these holes with folks that you're using as your crutch. I mean, wasn't that the whole issue or the whole thing with uh, AEW that they didn't want to be WWE? And they yeah. brought in all they got all these WWE stars that they're bringing in and they're using mm-hmm. them as a crutch. I mean, but here's the you, thing. You, you, the problem with WWE, we always said, is that they cannot, they're not developing new talent. Why True. doesn't AEW use this to, to develop and bring in new talent? I.e., build up the Ring of Honor roster, get your main eventers in, because just like Wednesday, just like Friday, you got, you now you're seeing Jonathan Gresham coming in with Lee Moriarty. Okay, now you're seeing what? You're seeing uh, Tully Blanchett Enterprises showing up all of a sudden. You know, you're seeing all these guys that are coming in that are, that are potentially going to be AEW, Silas Young in, in a match, in a match on television. So you got all these a, uh, Ring of Honor stars that are coming in and bring them in people that are going to be potentially Ring of Honor that are coming in. Why not focus on them, you know, while, these, while, while you got these openings? What's now the, I don't see the problem. I, I'm gonna say this to you: You got 
a lot of talent that they're not using. Where's Miro been the last, what, two, three months? Miro's been hurt. And Miro and Miro is in this four-way match for them, um, which you will talk about later. He's in that four-way match for the mid Atlantic for the uh, All Atlantic Championship. I didn't know so he was wrestling hurt. tomorrow. He, yeah, he was hurt the whole time. Did not know that. I thought yeah, he, he had hurt. recovered, and they, they were keeping him on TV. So that's my no. fault. No, um, he was hurt. I know we got Orange Cassidy. Uh, he's coming up. We'll talk about him later on uh, tonight. Um, of course, we've seen Pop. Uh, you know what? You know where I'm getting ready to go. You have guys and ladies that you can use, not as a crutch, but you can build them up on TV the same way when the top stars in WWE went down. You had to rely on the women's division for how long? What well, we was eight months, a year? We the women's division was carrying WWE, and they had some of their highest numbers because of that. You got people. That you can lean on, and they're young stars in the business. And I say it every week. Sonny Kiss needs to be on TV. The dude is an absolute monster in the squared circle. Needs to be on TV to showcase that. You want to talk about equality and inclusion? Put him on TV and let him show off. You go to the ladies, and I know uh, we talked about... uh, uh, Don was talking about Abaddon, and then you got Britt Baker. Um, we know the bunny is hurt. We just said that you got Jay Cargill taking on all challenges. Now you got this Forbidden Door, uh, 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 uh pay per view coming up, and is if I'm not mistaken, isn't Impact involved in this this as well? Uh, or am I, am I mistaken in, in that? The Forbidden Forbidden Door. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Impact is involved in this in any kind of way. Okay. So. Now, see, now they will be involved in something else that I'm going to bring up later. But you know, I don't think they I don't think they have any involvement in uh, Forbidden Door at all. It's just strictly AEW. And uh, now you may have some people that are being, that are coming. And let me think. The only one, well, the, the Good Brothers aren't involved in it. So yeah, no. I can't think of anybody from Impact that's involved in Forbidden Door. Now, AEW, with these injuries, you have to go. And me personally, I would lean on the women because Jay Cargill is over. I think she's over with the fans. She's over with everybody. She's your TBS champion. You got to do something with Britt Baker, of course. Um, let me see what else we got. What else we got? Uh, Nala Rose. Nala Rose, true, but I heard she's out for a little bit, right? She should be back soon. Uh, Ruby Soho, Ruby Soho is supposed to be the tops of this division. You got you right there. You can start building up your women's division with this, these injuries to your main event men. This is the time you take your women's division and you put them front and center, and you run with it. You let them start carrying shows. You you pick up. What WWE dropped that everybody wanted. And what was that? An all-women's pay-per-view. They don't own the rights to an all-women's pay-per-view. You do that, I guarantee you, the money will be through the roof. It would be. I'm, 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 I agree with you on that. And, and you got all these like all these companies that started talking about doing that. NWA did it with Empower, with the Empower uh, pay-per-view that they did. And they're not even doing another one this year. 
for for, for reasons we that we I, I still don't know. See, but um, what's up with yeah, this one and done stuff? Yeah, you got Impact that had they're, they're not a knockouts one. They haven't talked about doing one lately. Um, AEW, uh, they could do one. I mean, they got enough people on the roster the way they could do one and do a decent one. Uh, so uh, if they could even they could even uh, build on this uh, New Japan um, relationship and include Stardom if they wanted to do an AEW Stardom um, event. You know, they talk already they already talk about doing Forbidden Door too. So, so why not? You know, why not? Why not build on the relationship and do it all women uh, or stardom versus AEW? So, I mean, it, it's out there. It's all out there. The crazy part, you say stardom versus AEW. What about uh, stardom, impact, AEW? Uh, just different, different organizations. And you just take all the women and say, we're going to put on one huge pay-per-view and make it two days because you're going to need it. You know, and if you want to do a champion versus champion, something like that. I mean, it's it writes itself. But to answer the question that was posed, is AEW roster in trouble? Uh, I don't think so. I think they got enough talent to sustain them. But And you can build up this talent to the point where you're like, okay, we don't have to lean so heavy on these guys because we got people to bring in and say, hey, we got storylines to work on all week. And speaking of storylines, you got another storyline that you can that you can build up on quickly because you got another faction that's come into the um, that's come into AEW with uh, Roosh and Andrade El Idolo reforming uh, La Faction and Gubernable. So yeah, mm-hmm. you try to you know build you can build up on that crew. You know, see who's going to be back, who's going to be in there, because everybody that's been in it already is not in AEW. So you got Kenny King, who's a, who's an impact. You got um, uh, Dragon Lee, and um, and uh, his and his and their father. Uh, so who's um, a triple A? So and they and and they got and there's an issue right now and they probably won't bring those AAA guys in, especially after what happened with uh, Ray Phoenix and Andre Andrade El Idolo with the AEW with this Forbidden Door. Because for those that don't know, the the reason why they had the mat the first match on Friday night was Andrade Del Idolo versus Ray Phoenix. The reason why that match went on was because they wanted to include those two in the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, but because they have ties with CMLL and uh, New Japan has a relationship with AAA, CMLL said, we don't want our wrestlers in a AAA card, which actually, this is a New Japan card. But being that they have the relationship with AAA, they're in bed together. So CMLL says, no, you can't use Andrade or Ray Phoenix in that in your card. So that's why they had the match on Friday, first match, because that was supposed to be their pay-per-view match. That's why they gave them so much time for that match. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's something else, but it is what it is. It is the politics. This, this is what happens when you start – Mixing and mingling, you know, you got some mm-hmm. 
get the positive and the negative coming out of it. So, yeah. Now the positive is you're getting what I've been looking for. All worlds collide. You know, where you got everybody together, but it, this is a small sample of what could be. Oh yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's about that time. Uh, we haven't done this in a while, but it's, I think we should do this. So. The one, the only, the man that's all about town, all about the nation, all about the world when it comes to wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, the Nubian, Sumo. Once again, people, it is that time for me to drop some knowledge on you all as much as possible, as much as I can. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, who has been Doing a lot, of, a lot of things been going on with them since I've talked you all last. They've had the best of the Super Juniors tournament that has come and gone, with Hiromu Takahashi being the winner of the best of the Super Juniors tournament for the third year in a row, his fourth all overall. Uh, they want, they did, he he did get his uh, mandatory title contention match uh, here recently within the last week or so against uh, Taji Ishimori for the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship of which um, Hiromu Takahashi did lose that match but we did get a surprise to come in which is the return of Kushida. Kushida is now back in New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, he has challenged Taji Ishimori to the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. He has also stated that he will not be moving back to Japan, that he will be moving from Orlando, where he currently is now because he was with NXT all that time. He will be moving to Los Angeles and will be basing his operations out of Los Angeles. If he does need to go to Japan for any major shows or anything going on with the, with with uh, the company, that he will make that he'll make that flight back coming back to Los Angeles. But he will be basing his operations out of Los Angeles and the New Japan Strong um, show with the LA Dojo. So um, it's good to see him back. I was expecting him to come back at some point. Uh, I didn't know to what. Uh, degree he was going to be coming back, but it looks like he is going to be back in the ring. He is going to be a junior heavyweight, not a heavyweight, and he will be basing his operations out of the United States. So now that everything is being moved forward to the what, setting up for the um, G1 Climax, which will be starting on July the 15th. They've uh, switched it up again on us, and and they're doing they're now doing a four block tournament with seven wrestlers in each block. Uh, those those four wrestlers will go into a uh, four man tournament, which will determine who the, and that four man tournament will determine who the uh, G1 Climax winner will be, and that winner will get his title shot at. Um, Wrestle Kingdom in the main event 
for the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, going through the brackets, we got um, in Block A, you have Lance Archer, Jonah, Toroyanu, Kazuchika Okada, Tom Lawler, Jeff Cobb, and Bad Luck Fale. Now, um, Kazuchika Okada being the standout in that bracket, who just he just recently lost the um, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship to Jay White, who will be defending that title, as you probably already know, at uh, Forbidden Door, which we will talk, be talking about here in a little bit. Uh, Block B will be Tai Chi, Tamatanga, Tomohiro Ishii, Jay White, Sonata, The Great Okan, and Chase Owens. Now, interesting piece on that, in that bracket, Jay White, as I said, being the new IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Also, Tomohiro Ishii, who has, been, who has had to drop out of the Forbidden Door um, a pay-per-view due to an injury during the finals of the four-man tournament that to determine who's going to be in the All-Atlantic Championship four-way. So he's been replaced with Clark Connors, the guy that he was wrestling against in the final. So uh, we'll, see, we'll see how that goes. We'll talk about that a little later. In block in block four, you've got in block C, I should say, you've got Evil, Aaron Hanare, Tetsuya Naito, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Hiroki Goto, Zack Saber Jr., and the newly uh, the new newly coming back, I should say, member of the Bullet Club, Kenta. So Kenta is now back in uh, New Japan after his uh, year long. Injury with uh, suffered by uh, suffered by wrestling Hiroshi Tanahashi during their uh, battles for the United States Championship. Uh, he will be uh, th there's going to be some um, goings on with them as far as a match coming up with um, in a six man with uh, Kenta on one side and Kushida on the other coming up soon. So that'll be their first matches back in the uh, New Japan ring. So. We'll see how that goes, and I'll, get you, I'll catch you up on that after it happens. And then Block D will be Yujiro Takahashi, Juice Robinson, who is your current United States Heavyweight – who was your United States Heavyweight Champion, but he wound up having to uh, – they wound up stripping him of the title because he had to uh, have um, appendix – his appendix taken out. <laughs> so uh, – they wound up having a match and uh, a match for the uh, with Hiroshi Tanahashi versus uh, Will Ospreay, of which Will Ospreay wound up winning. So he's your new United States Heavyweight Champion, and we'll be defending that title as we'll be talking about a little later during the Forbidden Door. Uh, Shingo Takagi is in this block along with Will Ospreay. Uh, Yoshihashi, David Finley, and El Fantasmo, who is now gone from a junior heavyweight to a heavyweight. Now that there is a new member of the Bullet Club that's going to fill his position at, in the junior heavyweight division, and that, guy, and that person is your Impact X Division champion, Ace Austin, 
who wound up making his turn on the, during the during the uh, finals of the uh, Best of Super Junior tournament during that show, of which he he wound up joining with Bullet Club at that time, turning on um, Alex um, Alex Zane, who was also in the Best of the Super Juniors, and they was and they went through the whole tournament as being best friend best friends and whatnot. But they got wound up being turned on at the end. So, uh, you, so you, you got a lot. You got a very strong presence in Impact Wrestling with the Bullet Club right now. So, making it makes for interesting television over there. So that's your lineup. Uh, again, it starts on July fifteenth and will run through uh, through into August. So I'll keep you up on what's going on. I probably won't give you any um, updates until probably about halfway through. So that way you'll will be able to see who's who the front runners are and how they're gonna uh, how the final four tournament is going to work out. So we'll um, I'll catch you up on that from there. Um, as far as um, say other things going on within um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, there's been an announcement of a Music City Mayhem show that's going to be during the Starcast. Um, five show, five weekend that's going on on July, the weekend of July 31st, which I'll be talking about here in a minute. Um, they haven't put that card together yet, but there will be a New Japan presence that weekend. So we'll see what happens there. Um, now, going on to uh, Impact, uh, they had Slammiversary, their Slammiversary show for the 20th anniversary of, of the show. Of the, um, of the company on July on June the 19th, Juneteenth, uh, Father's Day. And um, I'll run down that card for you. Uh, for the Digital Media Championship, Rich Swan defeated Brian Myers. Uh, you had your um, a reverse battle royal, which is an old school uh, gimmick match that they had back in the beginning stages of TNA where everybody started out on the floor and then you had, uh, so you got like 12 guys who start out on the floor, six of them make it into the ring some kind of way. And then those six have an actual over the top rope battle Royal to determine who the winner is. Now um, in this match, you had Johnny Swinger, Ziggy Dice, Chris Bay, David Young, Shira, Raj Singh, Bupinder Gujar, Shark Boy, Crazy Steve, Shogun, Aiden Prince, Nate Webb, Mike Jackson, Steve Macklin, Chase Stevens, and Slash. Now, you may not recognize a lot of these names, but a lot of these names are TNA. Well, T, uh, TNA guys, guys that were around when uh, TNA first got started, like your Shoguns and your Nate Webbs and, and um, especially Chase Stevens. Chase Stevens being a full, half one half of the Naturals that was the tag team back then. Slash being a member of um, the, the new the fall of the new church tag team and uh, a few others. Uh, Shark Boy, you know, you remember Shark Boy. So, um the uh so you the winner of that 
the last man standing on that we ended up being Shark Boy. So Shark Boy went wound up winning the reverse uh, battle royal. You know, give give the old school some props there. Uh, for the X Division Championship, you had Ace Austin versus the champion going up against Kenny King, Andrew Everett, Alex Zane, Mike Bailey, and Trey and Trey Miguel in an Ultimate X match of which Mike Speedball Mike Brady, Mike Bailey wound up winning the title. So Mike Bailey is your new uh, X Division champion. Now, uh, let's see. Next matchup was the for the Knockouts Tag Team Championship. The Influence, Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood uh, de defended the titles against Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie, of which Rosemary and, Ty uh, and Taya Valkyrie wound up winning. So um, you have a new uh, Knockouts Tag Team Champions. Next match up was Moose versus Sammy Callahan, the returning Sammy Callahan uh, in a Monsters Ball match. And they went back old school. I mean, they, they did a lot of old school stuff in this, in this pay-per-view where they apparently locked up Moose and Sammy Callahan in a dark room, no light, no internet, no food, no drinks, nothing for 24 hours before this match. They let them go right before the match was supposed to start, and they had their match. So uh, Sammy Callahan wound up coming out with this one, and it has already been announced as of last Thursday that they will be going at it again, but what comes worse or what is worse than a monster's ball match in impact wrestling? A clockwork orange house of fun match, which is a match that was put together by none other than Raven when he was back in TNA. So they're bringing that match back. And if you haven't seen one, you need to look it up on YouTube because it's it's interesting to say the least. Okay, it's a mishmash of about three or four different matches all put together. So it's 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 something else. So um, the Impact World Tag Team Champions, the Briscoes, defended the titles against the Good Brothers, and the Good Brothers are now your new tag team champions. Uh, once again, I think it's their third time with the belts. And next up, you have uh, Honor No More, which was represented by Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Vincent, and CPCO versus the Impact Originals, which was Chris Staben, Alex Shelley, Frankie Kazarian. They brought in Nick Aldis from the NWA, to be, especially being that he was formerly in the TNA as Mag Magnus. And um, also, they, which left them a person short. So who did they bring in? Davey Richards from MLW came in as a, as a, a, a TNA original. So you got Eddie Edwards, his former tag team partner, on the other side, which made this a very interesting match and which will bring up something else that I uh, interesting that I come up with a little bit later. So um, you had the TNA original, the Impact Originals, TNA Originals defeat No Honor No More in that match. 
And then the, the Knockouts World Championship, you had Tasha Steeles, your champion, versus Deanna Perazu, Chelsea Green, Jordan Grace, and Mia Yim in a Queen of the Mountain match for the Knockouts World Championship. So um, I did let you know what this was. This was a match where all the girls got in. You had to make a pin, fall, or a submission to qualify to have access to the belt. Once you get access to the belt, you can climb up of the ladder and hang the belt rather than bringing the belt down. So you're hanging the belt rather than bring, rather than unhooking it and bringing it down with you. So if you do, if the, those the, those that do get pinned during this match have to go into a penalty box for two minutes. So um, they did have this match. This match went on, and your new Impact World Champion is Jordan Grace. <laughs> See why I pointed? Look, See why I pointed? I'm, I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> when it went down, I'm going to tell you this. Perry hit me up. He was like, your girl won a championship. I was like, about time. <laughs> Perry hit me up, man. He hit me up immediately, and I was like, I'm going to hold this. I'm going to hold this. Mm. And she's already got a championship defense set up, which, again, I'll be bringing up a little later. And in your main event for the Impact World Championship, Josh Alexander defended the title against Eric Young. Eric Young probably being the person who has been on this roster the longest or the most tenured because he did leave and come back. But he, he's been around for since, since the beginning stages of TNA. And they gave him his uh they gave him his roses and gave him a title shot during this show. But he fell short and is now and 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 Josh Alexander is still your impact world champion. Now, um, you got some shows that will be coming up here that is going to be um, dealing with a lot of impact. Uh, especially uh, one of those shows that's going to be that's going to be pretty impact heavy so far is the um, Ric Flair's last match, which is coming up on July the thirty first. Uh, there is a lot of buzz about this match going on in this card because now the venue has changed from the Nashville Fairgrounds to the Nashville Memorial Coliseum. So where they were looking at trying to get two, 3,000 in the fairgrounds, they're looking to get like 7,000 in, uh, in this auditorium, which is looking and the tickets are going on sale very soon. So we'll have to see what happens with that. There was a press conference on Thursday that was held. Uh, you had um, David Crockett there representing, along with Ric Flair, obviously. Uh, Jeff Jarrett was there to uh, represent he and um, uh, Conrad Thompson, who, were, who was, was pretty much behind this uh, as far as promotion is concerned. Uh, David Crockett being uh, part of the Crockett family and Jim Crockett Promotions who they're using as the promoter for this uh, event. 
uh, and then the the assist the uh, de- this the deputy mayor of Nashville was also on hand for this uh, press conference. Uh, a lot of things were said uh, in this press conference. A lot of uh, a lot of revelations came out. Uh, Rick Flair being being for the most part the one to give a lot of information. Um, saying that he was in that he is in pretty good shape. He has been medically cleared to do this. Uh, there was a question about his pacemaker, saying that um, well, if it does get unplugged during the match, they can. It's just a matter of plugging it back in. And he also stated that he would not be taking a blood his blood thinner prior to this match. Now. We all know Mr. Flair, that blonde hair can turn red at any time during this match. So last thing we need is for him to be taking a blood thinner and leaking claret all over Nashville Memorial Auditorium. (laughs) It's bad enough, you know, with everything else going on. But, um, uh, there has been matches that have been announced already. Um, Josh Alexander has been announced to defend the the Impact World Championship against MLW's former world champion, Jacob Fatu, which will be an interesting um, matchup, in my opinion. The Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban, will be in a match against the reforming of the Wolves. Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards. Interesting, because like I just said a little while ago, they were just fighting each other on pay-per-view. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Josh Alexander, oh, excuse me, I already said him. Uh, Your girl, Jordan Grace, will be defending the Impact Knockouts title against Deanna Perazu and Rachel Elring, her former tag team partner. So, um... We're going to see what happens there. Now, they have not announced who Flair will be wrestling yet. The only thing that they've they've been talking about other things. They've been concentrating on other things like the robe that he's going to be wearing is uh, uh, for his retirement match is an original robe that was made for him by the, the, the now past Olivia Walker. Now, for those who don't know who Olivia Walker is, Olivia Walker was the woman who made all of Flair's robes when he first started this Nature Boy Ric Flair gimmick. So all of those robes that you saw him in, in the Starcades and in the beginning and in NWA and the beginning of WCW, those are Olivia Walker robes. And this robe will be one of those original robes that she made, and it will be it will be raffled off to anyone who has a ticket to this show. Now you can imagine how much that robe is worth and going to be worth after this match is over. Now the proceeds from the tickets are going to go for the uh, for the uh, are going to go to. A, a, a charity that uh, deals with addiction, and this is because of what happened with his son, uh, 
uh, his son being addicted and dying of, of an OD. So um, that's where that's where they're getting all this from, as far as the uh, where to send the charity, the charity to send the money to. Now, there was something else that happened recently that was very interesting that involves this card. Again, I said that the Ric Flair match has not been set yet. Originally, it was supposed to be Flair and FTR versus the Rock and Roll Express and a mystery partner, which was named to be Ricky Steamboat. But that's gone by the wayside. But here recently on Ric Flair's new podcast with Conrad Thompson, there was supposed to be a guest on that show that wound up not showing up. That guest was Jay Lethal. Now, according to Flair, when he was asked why he thought Flair, Jay Lethal didn't show up, Flair was saying that Lethal asked to be on this card and Flair told him no, that he would not be a good fit for this card. Now, even though he was showing some kind of respect to him, talking about, yeah, he's a good guy and I'm, I like him, I respect him, he's a good worker, but... He's just not in the position that he needs to be in to be in a card like this. He's not, he, he just doesn't have it right now. He needs to, he, he and, and not, and there's nothing against him, but he just needs, he just needs to be put in the position to where he can shine and he can uh, do what he needs to do to get put in, put in a proper position. Now, I'm gonna get to you. <laughs> I'm gonna get to you. I'm gonna let you have it. I'm 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 built. I'm I got more wood to put on this fire, okay? <laughs> I got gas to put gas to put on this fire, okay? Because I'm upset too. So so he says he says that you know Jay is upset with him about not being on this card and whatnot. And Conrad is like, well, what do you mean that he mean? You've had some. You've had that thing that y'all had at TNA, and it was so entertaining. Everybody loved it. And he's the longest reigning world T Ring of Honor world champion, longest reigning Ring of Honor television champion. I, I'm thinking he's probably the longest reigning tag team champion too when he had the belts with Jonathan Gresham. But he said, Flair's just like, look. He's I, I I gotta work. He says I gotta work out with him when I leave this podcast. I'm going. To, I'm not having no ill will with him. I got no problem with it. But it's not on me. I'm not booking this. I'm not booking this. Uh, this this card. He's now. Here's what pissed me off. Okay. Here's what pissed me off. And Flair. And as much as I love Ric Flair, I mean he does his job. But he, but he knows how to push my buttons, okay? He said, if I were, if, if it were that I was booking this car, I'd put him on first match. I'm sure he would do great on first match. I'm sure he would do great. You do a good job for us. I mean, he's a great worker, you know? And David Crockett, who was also on the podcast, was like, 
Well, I don't think he's trying to aspire for just first match. I mean, I think he's looking for something a little more than first match. He says, well, I'm sure he is, but he's just not ready for that yet. So, with all that said, work or shoot? Let me say this. Because <laughs> I was going to ask you this. I was going to ask you about these, these, these rumors, but I, I'm going to say this. If you can see this gentleman over my right shoulder, that's my father-in-law. And my father-in-law had a saying that when you say something and you say but, everything you said for b- before but becomes absolute bullshit. And I Don't praise me. Yes. Don't praise I mean, me and say but. He's a great worker. I love a him. But. A, it's called a backhanded comment, a compliment. <laughs> We 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 not we not doing that. We not doing that. No. And and of all people for this, for him to say that about Jay Lethal, and when you were talking about the road, I was thinking because I just watched the university. Our mission is your success. Hold on, hold on. That that was me. That was was more. I got no. That was me. I got I I got the um I got the card for the next segment up. And you know how those pop up ads yeah. come up, I and they come out of nowhere. Yeah, they just come out of nowhere. And, it, and that, as long as I've had this page up all day, that's the first time that's happened. <laughs> okay, so go ahead. But we, you're talking about robes, and the gentleman that made Macho Man's robes, his jackets, and everything. Like, I'm thinking about getting me a couple robes made. I don't know how my wife gonna feel about that, but imagine me getting out of the shower with a Macho Man robe on. You know, with the tassels and everything. But anyway. Your wife ain't going to let you get a belt. What makes you think she's going to well, let you get a robe? Well, <laughs> well, it's an investment. We're in the investing business. But, it ain't no investment if you're coming out the bathtub with it. Yes, it is. I got to keep myself warm. Okay. You got to learn All how right. to justify these things. Okay, Flair. <laughs> Go ahead. But it made me think about that. But for Ric Flair to say that about Jay Lethal, um, I hope it's a work. And I hope it's something because they they number one, he's been training with Jay Lethal. It's been all over Instagram, Facebook, everything. They're training sessions and everything. And you give this backhanded compliment. He's good, but he's a great worker. But there should be no but. There shouldn't even be a however. Because Jay Lethal is not a babe in the business. You know, if we put it in the school terms, you know, Ric Flair has a double master's and 40 years of experience in the business. Jay Lethal has uh, 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 more. He has more of uh, more of an experience than a lot of guys in this car. So, and we got a we got a question for you. Who do you think wins the Fatal Four Way main event? I, I, is that a uh, Ric Flair's main event or is that a uh, Forbidden Door? 
the only well, yeah, it would depend on what four way you're talking about. Uh, are you talking about the all all Atlantic four way, or uh, the all? Well, I, we'll get if it's the all Atlantic one, we'll get to that because we we're gonna be doing picks after this, after we get done with this flare conversation. So um, let's let's put a let's put a let's put a uh, cap on that. But and she talking about not happening. Well, it's better to ask the, the road. It's better to ask for forgiveness oh. than to ask for permission. <laughs> so I will be asking for forgiveness soon because I'm gonna have me one made. And then I'm gonna now, have me a jacket made too. I'm having a motorcycle jacket with all the tassels. So when we go out to dinner, she be like dress nice and put a macho man joint on. Mm, yeah, I can, yeah, I, I see that happening. What? Huh? Yeah. What do you say? What you say? What you say? What do you mean? Yeah. I'm the I'm right there, cool. folks. That's in. the kibosh right there, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm dressing formal. <laughs> that whole uh, that whole that whole idea, that whole storyline just got shut down right there. Yeah, but here's the thing though. <laughs> she won't let me she says no to a belt. She says no to a car. She says no to the jacket, no to the robe. But I can buy an NFL team. Make it make sense. But you can buy an NFL team. Yes. What NFL team are you gonna buy? I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy a share to start off in the Green Bay Packers in the bottom off. It's three hundred dollars. Okay. Buy me a nice share. I'll be that's, an NFL owner. That's that's an investment. That's an investment. Now, all the rest of that stuff, I don't know. So, but to get back to to get back to uh, Mr. Flair, I think it's a work too because it's funny the timing on things like this. You know, first you have Jay Lethal working out with Ric Flair for the past month. Video goes viral. They just they talking about Flair. They talking about Jay. They talking about how good everybody looks and how they look good they look together. How they well well they work together. And then all of a sudden, you gonna crap all over him on your podcast to the point where he's not gonna show up. But you respect him enough, and you're not y'all don't have any beef. That you're gonna be with him to continue working out after the podcast is over, ladies and gentlemen. I'm saying it right here, right now. The main event of July 31st in the Nashville Memorial Auditorium for Jim Crockett Promotions for Starcast Five Weekend will be the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Versus maybe Black Machismo, Jay Lethal. It's crazy you said that because that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, will we get Black Machismo back? Which is there has been a call for Black Machismo to come back out, but. But with all the 
with all the buzz and whatnot coming back from what they did, their back and forth in TNA, could we see could we see Jay Lethal doing his Ric Flair imitation? Just because it. Jay Lethal is a is a heel right now? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Jay Lethal is a heel on AEW television. You mm-hmm. got Ric Flair who's doing the utmost babyface thing you can do in wrestling. Last match ever. He can still do the dirtiest player stuff. He can still poke the eyes and cut and blade himself and the whole thing. He can do all that as a baby face. You saw it when he wrestled Terry Funk. He did. He was no different from anybody. Any from as a heel as a baby face. Ric Flair is Ric Flair. But to bring in a heel, a true to the wool heel in Jay Lethal. To counteract Ric Flair for in his last match, why wouldn't you do it? Now, let me ask you a question because I don't remember, honestly. The black machismo gimmick. Macho Man was okay with that, wasn't he? Macho Man put his stamp on it, yes. He actually said, he actually told Jay Lethal that he enjoyed him doing it. And well, actually, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lanny Poffo told him he was good with it because Lethal had, I mean, Savage had already passed away when the Black Machismo character came to be. So it was Lanny Poffo. Lanny Poffo gave him the blessing to do the um, Black Machismo gimmick. Really? Yes. I swear he was doing Black Machismo long before that. No. Yeah, no, but Savage had already passed when he did Black Machismo. Damn, I didn't. I, I swear, I thought that it coincided. Hmm. Okay, you learn something new every day. But I mean, that right there—that was uh, a hellified gimmick. It was beautiful, um, especially his tag team with him. And consequences, consequences, Creed and Lethal yeah. Consequences. One of my favorite tag teams. TNA had tag teams, but one of my favorite tag teams. Um, but that famous exchange between Flair and Lethal in TNA. What was that? That's that's been about 10, 11 years now, and it's still played on social media a lot. Oh, yeah. Even before this happened, a lot. So whichever. Jay Lethal, you get is going to be great, but this match, quite honestly, I never thought I'd say this, but it has to be the end all to be all for Flair. Flair has been wrestling and in the business, in the forefront of the wrestling business my whole entire life. It's about time for him to you know hang it up i mean hogan has hung it up as far as in-ring competition uh a lot of the legends i'm I'm waiting for sting to hang it up but it's time for flair to hang it up and enjoy that relaxation time don't you don't have to not be around the business him being around the business is like you know it's it's like having an elder (laughs) or like i told my my 
I, I told somebody, I said, man, you know, when you go work on certain construction sites, it's always that one guy that knows where everything is. And you don't need no plats. You don't need no, no as bills. You don't need none of that. Because there's one guy that knows where everything is. That's Flair. He's the one that you just say, you know, okay, this situation. And you just you have a two-hour conversation about this, that, and the third. But it's time for him to – this has to be the end-all, the be-all when it comes to in-ring competition. I'm sorry. I'm sure that this will be the last time you see Flair in the ring as a wrestler, taking bumps and whatnot. But then remember, and I don't know if you remember this from when I said it in the past, in the past, in the past show, there's still the rumor going around that Conrad Thompson may or may not be putting his own promotion together. And you got Ric Flair there who's going to be his Dusty Rhodes pretty much in helping to put that together. You might even have him as like creative, general manager, whatever you want to put, whatever whatever stamp or hat you want to put on it. But I'm sure you haven't seen the last, you've seen the last of Flair taking a bump but you haven't seen the last of Flair in wrestling. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. So, damn, I, I did have questions, but you you went down the list. Every time I had a question, I had them. I was like, all right, I got to ask about this, ask about that. You got everything. You got everything. Now, one question that you didn't answer, and I'll ask mm-hmm. you this. Are we going to Tennessee to see this next month? Are we, are we buying tickets? It's probably an arm and a leg. Are we going to go? I I would like to be in the number, but I can't condone this match. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't, I can't, I I I, I just can't. I can't bring myself to be. I mean, I I'm a life I'm a lifetime Flair fan. I mean, I've been watching. I've said this before. I've been watching wrestling since 1974. And most of that time, I've been watching Flair. Flair was my Flair was one of my first favorites. Was that was my first favorite actually? So, and I mean, I'm, he's selling it. He's telling us that he's cleared. He's showing it in the ring with Jay Lethal on the videos. I mean, and he looks damn I good. Just, he he does. Good. He does, but I just can't. I, I can't put my money into something like that as a stamp of approval. I can't. I just can't. I can't bring myself to do it. Now, like I said, I could be. It's a whole weekend down there, and and there's a lot going on. I mean, you got the New Japan show I was talking about. I think uh, there are a couple of other uh, organizations that are going to have shows that weekend. You got all the panels and whatnot that are going to be happening. Everybody, everybody that has a show with ad-free shows is going to have a presence there. Uh, the last reunion of the Four Horsemen, including J.J. Dillon and um, and um, Barry Windham, 
and whatnot. So uh, they're also which, trying. To, I think they're trying to include Jeff Jarrett in that. Some which kind of incarnation way. of the of the Four Horsemen? Everybody that was a horseman, or usually, usually when they talk about a reunion of the Four Horsemen, it's usually the Barry Windham era. So you got Flair, Arn, Tully, Barry, and JJ. The Hall of Fame group. And see, I always said, you know, Flair, on Tully, Ole. I was always mine, but. Well, Ole, I mean, you can't hardly get Ole out of the house to do nothing these days. I mean, the last time I heard of Ole Anderson coming out of his house for a convention or a show like that was the same year, the uh, same, it was 1995 when, and I was in Charlotte for the, uh, WrestleCon, the same weekend the Charlotte play, the Carolina Panthers played their first Super Bowl. They had they had this uh, uh, WrestleCon, Wrestle Reunion in Charlotte. And the only reason Ole was there was because he had a book he was pushing. So, you know, I, I don't I don't see Ole coming out because he don't like he don't really like to get along with none of the Horsemen, especially mm. Flair. So, you know, I don't see that happening at all. You know, uh, Luger could probably come out. Uh, he's been looking a little spry here lately from compared to how he's been in the past in past years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could have Malenko come out. I mean, he's AEW. I'm sure they let him be involved some kind of way. Um, the only uh, you got Mongo is sick, so he wouldn't. Yeah, they, they probably wouldn't be able to get him out. Or uh, Romo, uh, to, to Paul Roma, uh, they they he got beef with a bunch of them. So because they, they they talking about how he's not he wasn't really a horseman, they didn't choose him and whatnot. So he probably got beef enough to where he wouldn't want to be involved. So I mean, that's what I always wonder. Jared in Jared in because Jared is part of the Ad Free Shows family. And, and and there's been a running joke on his show about whether or not he was an actual horseman. So, <laughs> so, uh, so you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just have to see. Uh, but I'm pretty sure when they talk about a horseman reunion, it'll be the Hall of Fame class that they had. They put in the WWE Hall of Fame. So those five. Okay. Well, I always have to ask. Uh, which which version of the the horseman are we getting because i mean you you got several incarnations and everything and but yeah i always like to ask so um last but not least on our list and we haven't done picks in a long time if the people's choice don rodriguez was here he would tell how he won the last 75 pay-per-view picks and he's the guy yeah, i was about to ask did. who had the belt but you know Whatever. <laughs> if you leave it up to him, he got it. You know, he he's a Triple H. You know, the second that he's losing, he'll get himself disqualified, so he don't have to relinquish the belt. He'll lose, right? A disqualification. He, that's what he is. He's a Triple H. But you got the card, my good friend. So yes, I do have the card. So. Uh, First, we're going to go into the matches on the pre-show. And, folks, just like last pay-per-view with AEW, 
make sure you eat dinner beforehand and have a snack because it's going to be a long ride, including the pre-show, 12 matches. 12, okay? Starting off at 7 o'clock, we got Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado. Now, for those who don't know, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado are juniors going up against Shane Strickland, Swerve Strickland, who kind of goes, kind of can go junior heavyweight, heavyweight, mostly heavyweight, and Keith Lee, who ain't nothing but a heavyweight. So I'm going to go with Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland on this one. Um, I'm going to tend to agree. Um, and I'm, I'm, of course, I'm keeping, I'm keeping notes here. And I'm hoping that the, the People's Choice Don Rodriguez gets his picks in before showtime. But why? Here's my thing. Why is this on 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 uh the pre-show? I don't I don't get that. That's my thing. I don't understand why it's on a pre-show. Because this is Keith well, Lee. I would. Yeah, this is Keith Lee and Swerve. But you also got to consider who they're putting them up against. And it's not a lot of folks in the United States that are gonna know who Kanemaru and Desperado are unless they're smart to New Japan. So yeah, I would and plus, like I said, it's a mismatch. So I don't yeah, I don't I, that's pretty much why I would say. So which one are you going with? I'm going with Keith Lee and uh Shane Strickland. All right. Without, I mean, I'm a Keith Lee fan, so. so. So next match on the pre-show, you got Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto, your former IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, going up against Aaron Solo and QT Marshall from the Factory. And again, and on this one, mismatch in my opinion, I'll go with Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. New Japan with New Japan evens everything up. You know what? You 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 must be reading my mind because I, I said the same thing. And I'm just I'm you know, I'm just looking at things. I'm like, yeah. Cause I, I pulled up the card too, but of course it's not in order. You know, they, they got one buying match and then that's it. But hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just think <clears throat> God bless America. Of course, I can't find it. Uh, but I'm I'm going with you. I'm hanging with you on this one. Okay, so you go in New Japan as well. Yep. All right. So in third match on the pre-show, you got the LA Dojo, and I believe they're being represented by the DKC, Kevin Knight, and Yuya Yurimura which are all uh, members of the L.A. Dojo Young Lions versus Max Caster and the Gun Club, Colton and um, Austin. I'm going to take a... Uh, which I will go with, I will go with Caster and the Gun Club. 
Mm, okay, we got our first one for the night. Because I'm going the other way. I'm going to uh, go to LA Dojo. Yep, LA Dojo, baby. Alex Coughlin. You, 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 yeah. Oh, it's, Al- it's Coughlin. Okay, so it's Coughlin, Yurimura, and DKC, DKC and Kevin Knight. Yeah. So what's okay? So you name four. Who is it? Is it you said Coughlin? It's Coughlin. You, 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 you more. You got these names, man. This is what we we got. <laughs> uh, Kevin Knight and the DKC. So, um, so, so DKC, Kevin Knight. Oh, so it's a four, it's an eight man. Yeah. Cause Max Caster, so so Billy's gonna be in it too. Yeah, Max Caster, Billy Gunn, Austin Gunn, and Colton Gunn. Oh, okay, okay. That's I was. I thought it was a three way. So okay, my my bad. Okay, I thought it was six man. Okay, well I'm still going with Max Cast Max Caster in the Gun Club. All right. Well, I'm going with the LA Dojo on this one. Okay. So next match on the card, and I'm not sure if this is the exact order, so we'll just go with the order that I have. Um, now there, this this is one. This is the match that um, is going to be changed. Okay, the original match was the Young Bucks, El Fantasmo, and Hikaleo versus Darby Allen, Sting, Shingo Takagi, and Hiromu Takahashi. Now, it has been reported around 8 o'clock that Hiromu Takahashi is ill, has some type of fever, and did not make the flight for the show tomorrow. So this match has been changed to a six-man. Now, Young Bucks and El Fantasmo versus Darby Allin, Sting, and Shingo Takagi. Now, this is a toss-up. This is a this is this is a this is a pick'em right here, as far as I'm concerned. But I think I'm gonna go with Darby, Sting, and Shingo. And look, before you said that, I had already wrote it down for myself, so I'm right there with you, because. I'm thinking, when I think, I think in pay-per-view dollars and I think in logic. Logically, do you see Sting losing anything on this type of level right here? We're on a world stage with this pay-per-view. He's not right. losing. No, he's not losing. You, you, would, you would think so, but then again, this is a WWE. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. So we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. But I think I think they'll go ahead and give it to them, especially with um, the young bucks calling themselves being uh, mem- coming back as members of the Bullet Club for one for this one time only. So we'll see what happens with that. Okay. So next match on the card. This is the Blood and Guts Advantage match, which is a six way tag, six person tag. Chris Jericho, Minoru Suzuki, and Sammy Guevara versus Eddie Kingston, Shota Umino, and Wheeler Utah. 
Ah, I think I'm going to go with Jericho, Minoru, and Sammy on this one. I'm going. And for those that don't remember, the Blood and Guts match is their version of War Games. So being with the with the blood and guts advantage, this means that after the first two have their five minutes in, the next the next person comes in to give a two on one advantage. So usually in matches like this, they usually fall toward the advantage toward the heel. So that's why I'm saying Jericho, Suzuki, and Guevara on this one. I'm going the other side. I'm saying Eddie Kingston, Willie Utah, and Shota Yumino. Yumino. I can't never get these names right. I, you just it just rolls off your tongue. You just like I'm just gonna throw it out there, you know. <laughs> but I, I'm going with Eddie Kingston and company. That's where I'm going. So we it's, got it's it's all good. I, I I tend to have a lot of practice with uh, linguistics. He's a cunning linguist. He's a cunning linguist. <laughs> He's a cunning I linguist. I know how to drill my arms. <laughs> uh, well, that's all right because I'm a 12 inch penis. But let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So for the next match, you have Zach Saber Jr. going up against Daniel Bryan's Brian Danielson's choice. So. Dan Brian Danielson was supposed to be in this match. Apparently, of course, he is hurt at this time, and he has said that he has a choice, the perfect choice for the replacement for not only this match, but the Blood and Guts match that he's supposed to be in as well. And it has been reported that he this will be the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club. So... With that in mind, I'm going to go with Daniel Brian Danielson's choice in this match. Mm. And not only am I going to go with this choice, I'm going to name this choice. And that choice is Claudio Castagnoli formerly known as WWE Cesaro. I heard rumors. I heard rumors. That's all I'm going to say. I heard rumors. There are a lot of folks out there that could make that, that could fill this spot, but I think he's the most likely choice, especially when you're talking about the way uh, Danielson was building him up as somebody that can go technical toe-to-toe with Zack Sabre Jr. And that would be Claudio. So. Well, I'm taking Zack Sabre Jr. because I don't know who's going to be the opponent. It could be anybody. <laughs> but uh, let me, I, I just got to, I got to go with that. All right. So next matchup, winner takes all for the IWGP and Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. Jeff Cobb and the great Okan from the United Empire versus the champ, who is the IWGP Tag Team Champions. FTR, 
which is the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, going up against Rapungi Vice. Now, I will put this caveat, a little bit of a little bit of history on this match. Rapungi Vice is a four or five time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship team. Rapungi Vice's the Rapungi Vice member Rocky Romero is a seven time himself seven time IWGP Tag Junior Tag Team Champion and a former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion in his own right. And on top of that, if Rapungi Vice wins this match, they will be the third tag team in New Japan history to win both the IWGP Junior and Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. The other two being the Young Bucks and a team called No Limit, which is Yujiro Takahashi from the Bullet Club, the um, House of Torture sub-faction, and Tetsuya Naito, the leader of Los Ingobernables de Japón. See what I mean? <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> so with that said, I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the uh honors on this one. Who you wanna go with? Honestly. Once again, thinking in logic. FTR is running around collecting tag belts like they co- collecting infinity stones and they dag on uh 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 mm-hmm. Daggone, um, god damn it, I just had his name. Uh, come on, help me out, Dario. Who collected all the infinity stones? Thanos, <laughs> that's they, they collect the championship belts like they Thanos, man. So I'm going with FTR. I am going to have to concur. Hmm. I think FTR. I think FTR will win the will win both champ will win both of the championships. I would enjoy seeing FTR in 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 a New Japan ring at some point. That would be very interesting. Plus, you have the um, you later on in the year you will have the uh, World Tag League tournament that'll be going on. So, I'm sure that would make them part of that if they did win. So I'm going to go with FTR as well. Okay. Now, next match on the card, you have the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Champion Will Ospreay will be defending against Orange Cassidy. And I'm going to go with Will Ospreay, retaining. Too much going on, uh, too much, too much potential to be wasted in uh, Will Ospreay losing that belt. You've got Juice Robinson waiting in the wings after his appendix surgery, uh, who still has the physical belt. So um, waiting in the wings. You got. Some other wrestlers who are out there that's going to come in after Will Ospreay and going to want to challenge for this belt. So 
both here and in New Japan. So I'm going with Will Ospreay. Well, hold on. Let's back it up real quick before I get my pick. Perry, say one caveat. FTR, the AAA champions, New Japan, is affiliated with CMLL, CMLL, way political. Uh, yes, you are. You are correct in that. Yes, that is a. That that probably will put a <laughs> damper on my on our pick. You're right. Mm. We just did mention that. I forgot they were triple A tag champions as well. Uh hmm. You know what? I'm sticking with my pick. <laughs> I'm sticking with my pick, and, 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 and I'm going to take something that you said earlier. Better to ask for forgiveness than permission in this case. <laughs> because here's the thing. FTR wins the belt. They go drop the AAA belts to whoever, whether it's on AEW television or on, or at the, uh, or in, on uh, in, in Mexico. That's not a real big loss. Which belt would you rather carry as a company for AEW? New Japan. Exactly. So I mean, I'm that's just me. Exactly. I agree. So I'm sticking with FTR. And you picked Will Ospreay as well, correct? I picked Will Ospreay to retain the United States Championship. Well, I'm gonna go have Ooh. to. I'm gonna have to go the other side on that, and I'm gonna have to take Orange Cassidy because uh, they got a little war words on Twitter going on, and it's pretty damn hot. I, I I like it. Will Osprey, he was like, you know, you're lazy. Kids cosplay as you. I could have had any dream match, but I had to, you know, I had to wind up with you. You know, Orange Cassidy is gonna make it look easy when he beats Will Osprey. I'm gonna tell you that now. We shall see. Yes, we will. We shall see. Next match on the card, brand new, the inaugural AEW All-Atlantic Championship four-way. You got Miro, Malachi Black, Pac, and Clark Connors, who is the replacement for Tomohiro Ishii. So who do you have in that match? Malachi Black. I don't know. I just feel it in my bones. I was actually going, before they made the change, I was going to go with Tomohiro Ishii. But... Since this, and because of the push that they're giving him, I'm going to go with Miro. Miro. Okay. So far down the line, we got five matches. Next up for the. Okay, good. 
We haven't had this much mix in a while. Not at all. I, I don't think we've had this much mix ever since I've been on. No. Since I've been on. So, yeah, this is good. Oh, hold on. <laughs> okay, so hold next on, up. Hold on. Perry says, Black oh, Fins, Connors, Miro stays strong. I mean, I can see I can see Malachi Black winning. But I think because of the way they're pushing Miro right now, I think they'll give it, I think they'll give it to him. But I can see them putting it on Malachi Black to build up the House of Black storyline. I can see that. Not doubting that at all. Now for the AEW Women's World Championship and the only match on this card that does not include a Japanese wrestler. Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. A lot of rumors going around about this match. Mm-hmm. A lot of rumors. But I'm going with La Mera Mera. Thunder Rosa retains. Well, as much as I love Thunder Rosa, I'm going to go with Tony Storm. Just as one of those, you know how to break up a reign, you know, at a pay-per-view, somebody loses the title. Next show, uh, next televised show, they wind up getting the title right back. So, and then Perry says, uh, Rosa retains. Thunder Rosa retains. I, 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 I gotta go. I don't normally go against you guys, but I gotta go against y'all on this one. I gotta say, Tony Stone, just to, just to break up the monotony a little bit. But that's what's up. Think about this, and this is something that I was thinking about. The way they're pushing Jay Cargill, they get her a little bit better on the mic. Pretty soon, they're gonna put that belt on her. Oh, yeah. No doubt. And no once doubt. they put that belt on her, it's nobody. It's like what it should have been when China finally started. When they want bring the women's title back and China won the women's title, nobody should have ever got that title off her. She had men in the back scared of her. Nobody should have ever got that title off her. They're going to do Jay Cargill like that. They're going to have it so nobody can get that title off of her because she's too strong. Too strong. Too good. They're gonna wait and they're gonna bring somebody in that <clears throat> is gonna uh they're gonna build up to be they ain't gonna bring nobody in. They ain't gonna oh, bring nobody in. Wait. It's already in house. They, who? Uh 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 DC. Come on, we were just talking about it. God damn it, I'm drawing a blank on names. Nyla? Yeah, Nyla Rose. Nyla? Nyla Rose will come in there and knock her off. That's what's gonna knock her down. As much as, I would, as much as I would like that. As much as I would like that, I think there are two females out there that they'll probably bring in that'll, that'll they'll probably put against her and beat her. The, the, the <clears> one <throat> that I want, they're not going to give me, but go ahead. It's either going to be Sasha Banks or Paige. Ooh, I forgot Paige walked away from WWE. She's trying to get back into the ring. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, you bring Jordan Grace on over, let her go ahead and demolish all the women. Because I don't, when you talk competition, I think Jordan Grace is the only real competition for 
uh, uh, Nyla Rose right now. Just well, being my that Jordan had, being that Jordan has a two year exclusive with, uh, and that's Impact, true, and they don't have a relationship with AEW anymore. And Perry explained uh, that to me uh, earlier in the week. What was that? Uh, that was last weekend. Perry explained that to me. He 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 hit me today. He's like, she got two years left. So, ain't nothing we can do. Yeah, she just signed that two year. She just signed that two year deal. So yeah. And Perry says, uh, Jay Bills to title, and then Sasha debuts. Yep. Just waiting. Just waiting. Next match on the card, which looks like it could be the semifinal, which probably should be the semifinal. Actually, I would prefer this to be the main event, but now that's neither here nor there. For the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, the champion Jay White versus Adam Cole, Baby and Adam Page, and Kazuchika Okada. <clears throat> Already got my pick. What you got? <laughs> I say Jay White retains. Ooh, I say Okada. Now, Jay White just beat Okada for that belt like a week, like less than two weeks ago. And that's why you got to have revenge on your mind. Which is the only reason they brought this brought Okada in, because in the beginning, from what I've been reading, Okada wasn't supposed to be part of this match because he has a baby on the way. I mean, that his wife could be dropping at any minute now. Plus, I was I, I think I read somewhere that he was having some issues with his visa as well. So that just got taken care of recently. So he wasn't originally on this match. But Jay White, they, they got too much going on in New Japan as far as storyline is concerned with, for Jay White to lose this belt. So I don't see Jay White losing this title. And Perry agrees with you. He says uh, White retains. And then he says Okada's wife. Is having a baby, yeah. Yeah. I may lose out on that one. So and your in your main event for the interim AEW World Heavyweight Championship, John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. I let you take that one first. I'm going with Tanahashi. Ooh. Mm. I got to agree. <clears throat> you can have John, you can have Mo, you can have Moxley punk anytime. Yeah. But Tanahashi <clears throat> the match was supposed to be Tanahashi versus CM Punk. So this this keeps that storyline going. <clears throat> keeps it relevant. So Hiroshi Tanahashi comes out as your interim world champion. Well, so we got seven matches on the card that we go we we going head up on. And Perry says uh 
Hiroshi wins. Built to pump. So, I'm just... We'll see if the People's Choice Don Rodriguez gets him with his picks before the end of the weekend, which I hope he does. I hope he has time, too. I hope he does. But I got him on wax. I got everything. And this pay-per-view, as you say, starts at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. The pre-show starts at 7. They're saying the the main card starts at 8. And if it goes the same way it did last time, we're looking – 1230, 1245 into yeah. this pay per view. Yeah. What was that? We, we had a which could happen again. Pay-per-view. It will happen again. I'm trying to remember what pay per view it was. It was a couple of years ago. I think this, this is when you first came. No, it was the couple months before you started. Before you started sitting down with us, Don, it was Wrestle, it was a WrestleMania right before you started. Don had me working. Every night, <laughs> we were live every night during that WrestleMania week. By the time we got to WrestleMania Sunday, it was 1 30 going on two o'clock, and I had to be up at seven. But the pay per view lasted so long, I was like, Bro, I cannot take this. Why is it so long? And they weren't all good matches, but they it was it, the pay per view overall was good because I remember that. But it was like, bro, why are we still watching this? I'm sitting there trying to podcast. Don said, you know, all right, we're going to go 15 minutes. We probably did 10 minutes because we were both sitting there falling asleep. We were that exhausted. Yeah, well, it might be it might be the same way next week for this. this yeah, this is. Nine matches on the main <clears throat> card might be over by 12. Might be. <laughs> Might be. It wasn't 12 matches on the last pay-per-view, and it went to almost 1 o'clock. So, yeah. Interviews nah, and talking and interviews and vignettes. We got we got a lot. But, I mean, I, I'm actually looking forward to this, and I'm hoping that I'm hoping and praying that this does not let me down because this is just a small sample of what I've been asking for for the last two and a half, three years. Maybe just maybe it can lead to something bigger. Well, like I said earlier, they're already talking about Forbidden Door 2. Perry said it was 11 on the last show. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Because I was up for that joint. No, (laughs) no. I watched that thing live. I know it wasn't. (laughs) I can tell you. I can tell you. It ended. I, I put down my laptop. At twelve forty-five, it was not eleven. They hadn't even gotten to. They still had three matches on the card at eleven o'clock. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. This we'll one, the one you got to start at six o'clock. You got to start this at six if you want. But this is. I mean, three matches. Three matches on the pre-show. Three matches on the pre-show. And that's a that's the first hour. So in an hour. No, he said eleven matches, not eleven o'clock. Oh, okay. So, 
Well, you said nine in the nine in the well nine. Yeah. Okay. That's that's eleven. Okay. I yeah. said twelve. Okay. Yeah. But okay. So. No. Um, you said nine in the main card. Nine in the main card plus three in the pre-show. That's twelve. It's so three matches. Yeah, that's twelve. That's twelve this week. So what's what we say? Seven to twelve. It's five hours. Let me go back. Five hours. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine on the main card. One, two, three. Pre-show. That's twelve. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm, 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 I'm just. I, let's put it this way: I have to work late tomorrow, so I'm gonna be watching the replay anyway. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull a Jim. I'll probably pull a Jim Cornette and fast forward to a lot of the stuff. Yeah, that, no, that's that's the best part. I gotta work. I gotta work until eleven o'clock tomorrow. Tomorrow, so I, I'm not even gonna bother to try to watch that. I got too much going on. On my job, that wait, 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 try to wait, watch wait. this and do that too. So I can't. Time out, time out, time out. <laughs> when the hell did you start working on Sundays? Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk. Oh man, I ain't never known you to do that, but okay. So, um, final thoughts before we get up out of here. We go land this mother shit. We got to sneak it back in the garage at night because this bad boy ain't got no gas in it. I know what wrong with it. Ain't got no gas in it. <clears throat> Gas high. <laughs> yeah, that's why we done burned all the gas out. We need to start. Thing. We need to start. We need to start figuring out how to run the mothership on chicken grease. <laughs> hey, look, I, we got plenty of that, so that that would be great. That would be great. And Perry said it to be over by twelve, so that that's a good five hours of wrestling. I hope it is over. I hope it's over by twelve. I don't know if I'm gonna stay up to watch the whole thing. I might just be like, hey, I might have. It'd to be all right back. if it was over by twelve. But I said that last time mm-hmm. at twelve o'clock when the the semi main still hadn't ended yet. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe they they got a lot of complaints. AEW got a lot of complaints about how long that last show went. So we'll see if they we'll see how they do with that time with their time management. Well, maybe <laughs> AEW would take the page out of another wrestling organization book. And um, create their own streaming service. It's in the works. Four ninety nine a month. All AEW. It's, a, it, it's in the works. They just every paper on it. And I, you know what? To be quite, is AEW uh, tr- traded publicly? I don't think they are yet. I think I haven't that, gotten to that point yet. That'll be um something that i would i would i would definitely uh i would definitely jump in on and perry said uh uh oh he said no uh capri said eddie must hate jericho because because he, he tried to burn him with the gas and gas <laughs> he did say that he did caprice coleman did say that on friday he did say that he did say that and I'm just glad, and that's another thing. Caprice Coleman and Kevin Kelly are going to be part of the um, com- commentator teams on this on this show, which is good. And I think Ian Rigaboni is going to be part of it as well. So 
That'll be good. There's a breath of fresh air. I, now, one thing of one thing, we don't know if Jim Ross is going to be part of the commentary team on this yet because he's still going through his chemotherapy, and you know we don't, they don't know if he's going to be part of the team yet or they have to see. So, well, he's all. He, if he's not done, he's almost done. But you know, he's you know I, he's he he I don't. He, He's been kind of off and on, so he may need he may he may sit this one out. No, we don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't know. I really can't say. But they are saying that Kevin Kelly is going to be definitely going to be part of the commentary team. So it may be just it may be him. It may be Kevin Kelly, um, Excalibur, and um, and uh, who's the third? Who'd be the third on that? Oh, Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone, okay. Man. Because you don't need Kevin, you don't need Kevin Kelly and Jim Ross. No. Booth too crowded. And Perry says Caprice is the homie. <laughs> oh, Caprice. I, I love Caprice on commentary, especially when they one of them real bad, jacked up, real messed up moves hits. And he'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know Caprice Coleman is an ordained minister, so he brings some he brings some of the pulpit to his commentary when he's when he's talking. So you know it, it, it's just fun, and he's from and like he said, he's the homie. He's from Charlotte, North Carolina, so you know he's bring he brings some of that in as well. So yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I love mm. I love Caprice on commentary. Oh man. Well, that is all the time. Uh oh. Perry said started in Omega. Yeah, he started out he started out in um the Hardy the Hardy Boys when they had their organization Omega in, in um when they started out that backyard um that backyard uh organization that they had when they before they got into WWE. Yep. They um uh, he was he still he was trained up. The Hardy boys, so yeah, he said a Hardy trainee. Yep. Speaking of the Hardys, um, I don't know. I found this picture, and it was they were talking about um the Owen Hart tournament, and they said Matt Hardy wrestled Owen Hart. I think it was ninety five, ninety six, and he said now he's getting ready to compete in this tournament. I'm like, damn. But then I had to realize that at that time Matt Hardy was only like 15, 16 years old. You know, he was a young kid. He wasn't like in his 20s or nothing. He was young, young, you know, when he wrestled Owen Hart. And I was like, yeah. okay, him and Jeff had, you know, a couple dark matches with WWE in the mid-90s. You know, enhancement talent. But I said, damn. They've been around. I, I, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, well, I thought they had only been around since about 98, 99. Because, you know, they did the, uh, the, motion, the motion capture for... Uh, the game WWF Attitude on PlayStation One. They did the motion capture for that. So I'm like, okay, I know they've been around since ninety. That came out ninety nine because Warzone came out ninety eight. So that came out ninety nine. That was like one of the first wrestling games that I bought for PlayStation. And you know, then you see the Hardy Boys and you see them go through and become a part of the new brood and all of that. And I'm like. Damn, they've really been around a long damn time. Yeah. 
like you said, like I said, they had they had the Omega organization that they were doing, and they brought it. They brought in a whole lot of guys from uh, North Carolina. That you, that, uh, um, Shannon Moore was one of theirs. Um, Shane Helms was mm-hmm. part of that. Um, Cameron Grimes. He wasn't with them back then, but he's one of their trainees. He was. He came out of Omega. Um, later years of Omega, um, and when he came out of Omega and came into um, Impact Wrestling, and uh, well, he was he was with other other organiz- other smaller organizations, but he came into Impact when Impact was trying to be taken over by Jeff Jarrett and Global Global Force, and he became their ex- he became X Division champion, and um, at, uh, during that time. So yeah, Cameron Brown's been around for a while too. So, uh, but yeah, but there's a lot of guys that have come out of that Omega organization uh, pre WWE WWF. Well, we done burnt up all the gas in the mothership. The People's Choice uh, Don Rodriguez has to fill it back up. So we're gonna park this thing in the garage and we're gonna sneak off. And get on up out of here. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for being letting us be a part of your Saturday night yet again. Um, hopefully, you know, I'm I'm home. I'm back off the road. The Nubian Sumo's home, back off the road after being on the road for what felt like four or five months. I mean, all I'm saying is I want I, I want that guy's contract where I can go on, on the road like that and still go, but I can't be on the road like that. I miss home too much, but. Law officers of Stephen P. New. <laughs> and well, sponsored by the law officers of Stephen P. New and also uh <laughs> Helen Hunt Motors. Um, if you need a great car, always go to Helen Hunt for it. So just wanted to let everybody know that. Um <laughs> but other than that, y'all have a good night. We are out of here. We don't do no overtime. Good night, everybody. Oh, and uh Kanishi Wild Bitches. Diversify your...